Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the only segment of the Monday, April 3rd episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. A lot of great listening over there. Definitely worth your while. I want to continue to point you at the final link in the show notes. It is for the Vail Valley Baptist Church Give, Sin, Go campaign. Uh, We are trying to rapidly pay off our mortgage so that we can commence establishment of a Christian classical education based school. Um, so go ahead and click on the link. You can read a much more thorough description. And then uh, we would ask three things of you. We'd ask you to pray for us. We'd ask you to prayerfully consider giving to us. And then we would ask you to pass the link along so that others can do the same. Okay. Like I said, this is going to be the sole, um, segment for this episode um just got really wrapped up today trying to get to where i could record this for tomorrow morning um and just did not get enough time to do the do the study i needed to do so we're just going to do our reading for the day um through our devotions and prayers and uh, the scripture um sorry about that uh we'll definitely uh tuesday evening we'll get back into our bible study so let's go ahead and open up with the second day evening prayer it's called bounty let's pray Thou great and only potentate, thou hast made summer and winter, day and night. Each of these revolutions serves our welfare, and is full of thy care and kindness. Thy bounty is seen in the relations that train us, the law that de- the laws that defend us, the homes that shelter us, the food that builds us, the raiment that comforts us, the continuance of our health, members, senses, understanding, memory, affection, will. But as stars fade before the rising sun, thou hast eclipsed all those benefits, I'm sorry, all these benefits in the wisdom and grace that purposed redemption by Jesus thy son. Blessed be thy mercy that laid help on one that is mighty and willing, one that is able to save to the uttermost. Make us deeply sensible of our need of his saving grace, of the blood that cleanses, of the rest he has promised, and impute to us that righteousness which justifies the guilty gives them a title to eternal life and possession of the Spirit. May we love the freeness of salvation and joy in its holiness. Give us faith to grasp thy promises that are our hope. Provide for every exigency and prevent every evil. Keep our hearts from straying after forbidden pleasures. May thy will bind all our wishes. Let us live out of the world as to its spirit, maxim, manners, but live in it as the sphere of our action and usefulness. May we be alive to every call of duty, accepting without question thy determination of our circumstances and our service. Amen. All right. And now our morning devotion. Well, that didn't go the right way. 
trying to tab through here. Here we go. Now our morning devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for April 3rd. Uh, the text is from John nineteen sixteen. They took Jesus and led him away. He had been all night in agony. He had spent the early morning at the hall of Caiaphas. He had been hurried from Caiaphas to Pilate, from Pilate to Herod, and from Herod back again to Pilate. He had therefore but little strength left, and yet neither refreshment nor rest were permitted him. They were eager for his blood, and therefore led him out to die, loaded with the cross. O dolorous procession! Well may Salem's daughters weep, my soul do thou weep also. What learn we here as we see our blessed Lord led forth? Do we not perceive that truth which was set forth in shadow by the scapegoat? Did not the high priest bring the scapegoat and put both his hands upon its head, confessing, confessing the sins of the people, that thus those sins might be laid upon the goat and cease from the people? Then the goat was led away by a fit man into the wilderness, and it carried away the sins of the people, so that if they were sought for, they could not be found. Now we see Jesus brought before the priests and rulers, who pronounce him guilty. God himself imputes our sins to him. The Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He has he has he was made sin for us, and as the substitute for our guilt, bearing our sin upon his shoulders, represented by the cross, we see the great scapegoat led away by the appointed officers of justice. Beloved, can you feel assured that he carried your sin? As you look at the cross upon his shoulders, does it represent your sin? There is one way by which you can tell whether he carried your sin or not. Have you laid your hand upon his head, confessed your sin, and trusted in him? Then your sin lies not on you. It has all been transferred by blessed imputation to Christ, and he bears it on his shoulder as a load heavier than the cross. Let not the picture vanish till you have rejoiced in your own deliverance, and adored the loving Redeemer upon whom your, your iniquities were laid. All right, and now we're going to get into our reading. We're going to be reading Deuteronomy 23, 24, 25, um, some text out of Luke 10, uh, Psalm 75, and Proverbs 12, 12 through 14. So, Deuteronomy 23. No one who is emasculated or has his male organ cut off shall enter the assembly of Yahweh. No one of illegitimate birth shall enter the assembly of Yahweh, even to the tenth generation. None of his seed shall enter the assembly of Yahweh. No Ammonite or Moabite shall enter the assembly of Yahweh, even to the tenth generation. None of their seed shall ever enter the assembly of Yahweh, because they did not meet you with food and water on the way when you came out of Egypt, and because they hired against you Balaam the son of Beor, from Pethor of Mesopotamia to curse you. Nevertheless, Yahweh your God was not willing to listen to Balaam, but Yahweh your God turned the curse into a blessing for you, because Yahweh your God loves you. You shall never seek their peace on their or their prosperity all your days. You shall not abhor an Edomite, for he is your brother. You shall not abhor an Egyptian, for you were a sojourner in his land. The sons of the third generation who are born to them may enter the assembly of Yahweh. When you go out as an army against your enemies, you shall keep yourself from every evil thing. If there is among you any man who is unclean because of a nocturnal emission, then he must go outside the camp. He may not re-enter the camp, but it shall be when evening approaches he shall bathe himself with water, and at sundown he may re-enter the camp. 
you shall also have a place outside the camp and go out there and you shall have a spade among you among your tools and it shall be when you sit down outside you shall dig with it and shall turn to cover up your excrement since Yahweh your God walks in the midst of your camp to deliver you and to give your enemies over to you, therefore your camp must be holy, and he must not see anything indecent among you, or he will turn away from you. You shall not hand over to his master a slave who has escaped from his master to you. He shall live with you in your midst, in the place which he shall choose in one of your gates of the towns where it pleases him, you shall not mistreat him. None of the daughters of Israel shall be a cult prostitute, nor shall any of the sons of Israel be a cult prostitute. You shall not, sorry, you shall not bring the hire of a harlot or the wages of do my dog, sorry, into the house of Yahweh your God for any votive offering, for both of these are an abomination to Yahweh your God. You shall not charge interest to your brother, interest on money, food, or anything that may be loaned at interest. You may charge interest to a foreigner, but to your brother you shall not charge interest, so that Yahweh your God may bless you in all that you send forth your hand to do, in the land which you are about to enter to possess. When you make a vow to Yahweh your God, you shall not delay to pay it, for Yahweh your God will surely require it of you, and it will be a sin in you. However, if you refrain from vowing, it will not be a sin in you. You shall be careful and do what goes out from your lips, just as you have voluntarily vowed to Yahweh your God that which you spoke with your mouth. When you enter your neighbor's vineyard, then you may eat grapes until you are fully satisfied, but you shall not put any in your basket. When you enter your neighbor's standing grain, then you may pluck the heads from your hand, with your hands, but you shall not wield a sickle in your neighbor's standing grain. Deuteronomy 24. If a man takes a wife and marries her, and it happens that she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some indecency in her, and he writes her a certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out from his house, and she goes out of his house and goes and becomes another man's wife, and if the latter husband turns against her and writes her a certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house, or if the latter husband dies who took her to be his wife, then her former husband who sent her away is not allowed to take her again to be his wife, since she has been defiled. For that is an abomination before Yahweh, and you shall not bring sin on the land which Yahweh your God gives you as an inheritance. When a man takes a new wife, he shall not go out with the army, nor be charged with any duty. He shall be free at home one year, and shall give gladness to his wife whom he has taken. No one shall take a hand mill or an upper millstone in pledge, for he would be taking a life in pledge. If a man is caught, ki caught kidnapping any of his brothers of the sons of Israel, and he mistreats him or sells him, then that thief shall die, so you shall purge the evil from among you. Take care against an infection of leprosy, to be very careful and to do according to all that the Levitical priests instruct you, as I have commanded them, so you shall be careful to do. Remember what Yahweh your God did to Miriam, on the way as you came out of Egypt. When you make your neighbor a loan of any sort, you shall not enter his house to take his deposit. You shall stand outside, and the man to whom you make the loan shall bring the deposit out to you. Now if he is an afflicted man, you shall not sleep with his deposit. When the sun goes down, you shall surely return the deposit to him, that he may sleep in his cloak and bless you, and it will be righteousness for you before Yahweh your God. You shall not oppress a hired person who is afflicted and needy, whether he is one of your brothers or one of your sojourners, who is in, the, in your land within your gates. 
He shall give him his wage, wages on his day, before the sun goes down, for he is afflicted and sets his soul on it, so that he will not cry against you to Yahweh, and it becomes sin in you. Fathers shall not be put to death for their sons, nor shall sons be put to death for their fathers. Each shall be put to death for his own sins. You shall not pervert the justice due a sojourner or an orphan, nor take a widow's garment in pledge. But you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and that Yahweh your God redeemed you from the sorry, redeemed you from there. Therefore I am commanding you to do this thing. When you reap your harvest in your field, and have forgotten a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to get it. It shall be for the sojourner, for the orphan, and for the widow, in order that Yahweh your God may bless you in all the works of your hands. When you beat your olive tree, you shall not go over the boughs after you finish. It shall be for the sojourner, for the orphan, and for the widow. When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, you shall not glean it after you finish it. I'm sorry, after you finish it shall be for the sojourner, for the orphan, and for the widow. And you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore I am commanding you to do this thing. Deuteronomy 25 If there is a dispute between men, and they go go to court for judgment, and the judge, judges judge their case, and they justify the righteous and condemn the wicked, then it shall be, if the wicked man deserves to be struck, the judge shall then make him lie down and be struck in his presence with the number of stripes according to his guilt. He may strike him forty times, but no more, lest he strike him with many more stripes than these, and your brother be dishonored in your eyes. You shall not muzzle the ox while it is threshing. If brothers live together, and one of them dies, and has no son, then the wife of the one who died shall not be married outside the family to a strange man. Her husband's brother shall go into her, and take her to himself as wife, and perform the duty of a husband's brother to her. And it will be that the firstborn whom she bears shall assume the name of his dead brother, so that his name will not be blotted out from Israel. But if the man does not desire to take his brother's wife, then his brother's wife shall go up to the gate to the elders and say, My husband's brother refuses to raise up a name for his brother in Israel. He is not willing to perform the duty of a husband's brother to me. Then the elders of the city shall summon him and speak to him, and if he stands and says, I do not desire to take her, then his brother's wife shall come to him in the sight of the elders, and pull his sandal off his foot, and spit in his face. And she shall answer and say, Thus it is done to the man who does not build up his brother's house. And in Israel his name shall be called, The house of him whose sandal is removed." If two men, a man and his brother, are struggling together, and the wife of one comes near to deliver her husband from the hand of the one who is striking him, and she puts out her hand and seizes his genitals, then you shall cut off her hand. You shall not show pity. You shall not have in your bag differing weights, a large and a small. You shall not have in your house differing measures, a large and a small. You shall have a full and just weight. You shall have a full and just measure that your days may be prolonged in the land which Yahweh your God gives you. For everyone who does these things, everyone who acts unjustly, is an abomination to Yahweh your God. Remember what Amalek did to you along the way when you came out from Egypt, how he met you along the way and attacked among you all the stragglers at your rear. But you were faint and weary, and he did not fear God. Therefore it will be when Yahweh your God has given you rest from all your surrounding enemies in the land which Yahweh your God gives you as an inheritance to possess. You shall blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. You must not forget. In Luke 10, 
verses 13 through 37. So let me find 13. There we go. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles, I'm sorry, woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, which occurred in you, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You will be brought down to Hades. The one who listens to you listens to me, and the one who rejects you rejects me. And he who rejects me rejects the one who sent me. Now the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. At that very time he rejoiced greatly in the Holy Spirit, and said, I praise you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent, and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this way was well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. And turning to the disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. For I say to you that many prophets and kings wished to see the things which you see, and did not see them, and to hear the things which you hear, and did not hear them. And behold, a scholar of the law stood up and was putting him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your might and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But wishing to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied and said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among robbers, and they stripped him and beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. And a priest happened to be going down on that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite also, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan who was on a journey came upon him, and when he saw him, he felt compassion, and he came to him and bandaged up his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. And he put him on his own animal, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the next day he took out two denarii, and gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I return, I will repay you. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the robber's hands? And he said, The one who showed mercy toward him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do the same. All right. And now Psalm 75. For the choir director, Al-Tesheth, a psalm of Asaph, a song. We give thanks to you, O God, we give thanks, for your name is near. Men recount your wondrous deeds, for I select, for I select an appointed time. It is I who judge with equity. The earth and all who dwell in it melt. It is I who have firmly set its pillars. Selah. I said to the boastful, do not boast. And to the wicked do not raise up the horn. Do not raise up your horn on high, nor speak with insolent pride. For one's rising up does not come from the east, nor from the west, and not from the desert. But God is the judge. He puts down one and raises up another. 
for a cup is in the hand of Yahweh, and the wine foams. It is full of his mixture, and he pours from this. Surely all the wicked of the earth must drain and drink down its dregs. But as for me, I will declare it forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob, and all the horns of the wicked I will cut off, but the horns of the righteous will be raised up. And finally, Proverbs 12, verses 12 through 14. The wicked man desires a stronghold of evil men, but the root of the righteous gives fruit. The snare of an evil man is in the transgression of his lips, but the righteous man will come out from distress. A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the good deed of a man's hand will return to him. All right. Well, that is our reading of the scripture for the day. Let me get our evening devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for April 3rd. April 3rd. The text is from Isaiah 53, 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Here a confession, here a confession of sin common to all the elect people of God. They have all fallen, and therefore in common chorus they all say from the first who entered heaven to the last who shall enter there, all we like sheep have gone astray. The confession, while thus unanimous, is also special in particular. We have Wow, we have turned every one to his own way. There is a peculiar sinfulness about every one of the individuals. All are sinful, but each one with some special aggravation not found in his fellows. It is the mark of genuine repentance that while it naturally associates itself with other penitents, it also takes up a position of loneliness. We have turned every one to his own way. It is a confession that each man had sinned against light against light peculiar to himself or sinned with an aggravation which he could not perceive in others this confession is unreserved there is not a word to detract from its force nor a syllable by way of excuse the confession is a giving up of all pleas of self-righteousness it is the declaration of men who are consciously guilty guilty with aggravation guilty without excuse they stand with their weapons of rebellion broken in pieces and cry all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. Yet we hear no dolorous wailings. Attending this confession of sin for the next sentence makes it almost song. The Lord hath laid upon, laid on him the, the iniquity of us all. It is the most grievous sentence of the three, but it overflows with comfort. Strange is it that, that where misery was concentrated, mercy reigned. Where sorrow reached her climax, weary souls find rest. The Savior bruised is the healing of bruised hearts. See how the lowliest penitence gives place to assured confidence through simply simply gazing at Christ on the cross. All right. Well, that is our last, our devotion. I need to scroll that back up. All right. Well, I hope this time has been beneficial to you. I'm glad you spent it with me. I'm sorry I don't have the Bible study ready, but we will be back to that, God willing, tomorrow evening. Uh, we're going to go, go ahead and close out with prayer. Uh, this is the second day evening prayer called Bounty. Let's pray. Thou great and only potentate, thou hast made summer and winter, day and night. Each of these revolutions serves our welfare and is full of thy care and kindness. Thy bounty is seen in the relations that train us, the laws that defend us, the homes that shelter us, the food that builds us, the raiment that comforts us, the continuance of our health, members, senses, understanding, memory, affection, will. But as stars fade before the rising sun, 
thou hast eclipsed all these benefits in the wisdom and grace that purposed redemption by Jesus thy Son. Blessed be thy mercy that laid help on one that is mighty and willing, one that is able to save to the uttermost. Make us deeply sensible of our need of his saving grace, of the blood that cleanses, of the rest he has promised, and impute to us that righteousness which justifies the guilty, gives them a title to eternal life and possession of the Spirit. May we love the freeness of salvation and joy in its holiness. Give us faith to grasp thy promises that are our hope. Provide for every exigency and prevent every evil. Keep our hearts from straying after forbidden pleasures. May thy will bind all our wishes. Let us live out of the world as to its spirit, maxim, manners, but live in it as the sphere of our action and usefulness. May we be alive to every call of duty, accepting without question thy determination of our circumstances and our service. Amen. All right, I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, I would continue to implore you to do all that you do for the glory of God. And God willing, I hope to see you tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you.